always thought-provoking and informative. Forget the spin and media bias from the left and right. We know you are sick and tired of being told what to think, how to act, and what you can and can't do. Direct from the Ustream It Broadcast Network, it's time for another edition of the last Christian newscast and radio show with your hosts, J.D. Williams and T.L. Farley. Real news and biblical common sense analysis starts in three, two, one. Well, welcome everybody and thank you so much for joining us for another edition of the last Christian newscast and radio show. My name is J.D. Williams here in beautiful East Texas along with my co-host there in the Dallas area, my brother in Christ, Mr. Terry Farley. How you doing today, Terry? Doing pretty good, Joel. Uh, kind of watching the weather. Looks kind of rainy, but it's, you know, we're in Texas, so you just don't know. Amen. Well, uh, yeah, we had some roll through a little bit, but nothing major as mm-hmm. like, like, at least not mm-hmm. yet. <clears throat> you, yeah. you, just, you just never know around here. Okay, now mm-hmm. today we are going to be getting back into uh, the book of Matthew, and uh, mm-hmm. that's going to be Matthew uh, chapter number 24. We're up to verses 23 through 28. We may go back a little bit, just kind of putting everything mm-hmm. into perspective. Terry and I were talking about it mm-hmm. just for a second. Uh, before mm-hmm. we started today, and we really didn't come up with a plan yet because there mm-hmm. is so much going on. So anyway, before we get there, and be, uh, by the way, I've got a, I've got a lot of maps I'm going to be showing today. Uh, we're going to be okay. showing how what that map? coalition. Well, uh, it's Middle East, it's Sudan, yeah. uh, it's uh, mm-hmm. Armenia, um, Azerbaijan. Um, I mean, I, I got a bunch, okay, all showing how the coalition that we talk about, that Gog and Magog coalition, is coming together. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, I'm, I'm going to be able to show you on the map just how mm-hmm. significant that things are that are going on in the world right now truly are. I don't think I've ever mm-hmm. done that before, but I mm-hmm. think that once you see it, that you'll understand why we are so certain that we are approaching those last days in our search for that last individual to accept Jesus Christ as Lord. Before we get there, though, as always, we got to play a little a little news. We got to keep this legit if we're going to be a news service, right? So uh, mm, that's right. Here, here we go. Uh, let's let's start off with the U.S. debt ceiling. How's that? A Republican bill aimed at capping government spending and unraveling chunks of President Biden's agenda has narrowly made it through the U.S. House of Representatives. But President Biden has threatened to veto the bill and the legislation won't make it through the Democrat-led Senate, setting the scene for a potentially catastrophic default. Nina Maria Potts reports. The Republican bid to force President Biden to negotiate over government spending or risk a disastrous default presents the administration with an immense challenge. The bill was approved 217 to 215 along party lines. The bill would raise the debt ceiling into next year, but only in exchange for a spending freeze to last a decade, which would amount to a 14% cut and would unravel key parts of President Biden's domestic agenda. Nina Maria Potts, Washington. Okay, now you notice there that the Congress passed it by a grand total of two votes, 217 yeah. to 215. Uh, that's uh, all Republicans voting for, all Democrats, I guess, voting against. They said party lines. I'm not really certain about that part, but mm-hmm. I do know it is really, really close, and I also know that it is DOA in the uh, Democrat-led Senate. Yeah. Okay, I mean, that's something we just got to understand there. 
Um, but I believe that this next report on the same topic kind of tells you the importance of this thing. So let's listen to this one real quick. U.S. Secretary Janet Yellen warned that failure by Congress to raise the government's debt ceiling and the resulting default would trigger an economic catastrophe that would send interest rates higher for years to come. In remarks prepared for a Washington event with business executives from California, Yellen said a default on U.S. debt would result in job losses while driving household payments on mortgages, auto loans, and credit cards higher. Clara Hudson reporting. And anything that Janet Yellen has to say about anything financial, you have to take it with a grain of salt because she has absolutely no idea about the economy. Not one, not one clue from everything that I have ever seen from this crazy lady. She just doesn't know. And that's really not unusual for anybody that Joe Biden appointed. Okay. Now, uh, we're going to jump into another area here that uh, it's almost laughable, Terry. This is almost laughable because we talk about this all the time about freedom and freedom of speech, right? We talk about Mm -hmm. it all the time. Okay, now I want you to listen to this and then we'll comment on it. Here we go. President Joe Biden launched his re-election bid on Tuesday with a promise to protect American liberties from extremists linked to former President Donald Trump, who he beat in 2020 and might face again in 2024. Biden made his announcement in a video released by his new campaign team that opens with imagery from the January 6, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol by Trump's supporters. He described Republican platforms as threats to American freedoms. Guy Davis reporting. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, here we go with January the 6th again. People protested. Oh, well, get over it. Move on. Okay, if you're going to base your presidential campaign on that, sir, then trust me, nobody cares about that crap. Okay, now let's listen to this one real quick. Disney is suing Ron DeSantis and his oversight board after voting to nullify the agreement with Special Taxing District. Walt Disney Parks and Resorts on Wednesday sued Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and his hand-picked oversight board, accusing the Republican 2024 presidential prospect of weaponizing his political power to punish the company for exercising its free speech rights. Davis Richards reporting. So, it's weaponized um, against free speech if it's conservative? if it's Christian, or if it just makes good old common sense. But if it's liberal, if it's stupid, if it's socialist, if it is anti-Christian, if it's anti-God, then that's okay. I mean, that's really what the United States has come to. Freedom of speech only applies to one side, and that's the wrong side. The, The side that is against God, that is freedom of speech. Anything that's for God is hate speech. Okay, that is that's how they're labeling it. I say that as a member of the U.S. Press Association. I can put these two things into context for people and let you see them. Okay, it's okay, people. You can speak up. You are an American citizen. If you live in the United States of America, your speech is supposed to be protected by the Constitution of the United States. And that's something that the Democrat Party needs to learn. And that is something that federal judges who lean socialist need to learn. Okay, that is my opinion there. Terry, your comment. Well, I can't improve on that. Uh, Yeah, it's, uh, you know, people need to really realize that our free speech is being curtailed. Right. And, uh, you know, and it just depends on the situation. Uh, It's okay for the Democrats uh, to say whatever they want. 
uh, and or not be able to say whatever they want, like Biden, who can't hardly speak, uh, except when he does these videos and things. And suddenly, miraculously, he's able to speak. And yeah. he seems to have everything together. I wonder what's going on, folks. Did well, anybody wonder about that themselves? Uh, well, um, to follow up on that <laughs> with some factual, this is factual information to follow up on Go your ahead. opinion. Okay. I'm listening. He actually announced his reelection campaign in a pre-produced video. Yeah. Not he didn't That's go live. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he didn't go live. He did it in a video. The reason he did it in a video is because he couldn't go live without making a mistake. That's my yeah. opinion. But that sure. my opinion is based on <laughs> everything that he's done since he became president and even before. Okay. Um, now, this guy, I don't know. Uh, one thing that I don't think has been played up too much. I, I'm not sure that mm -hmm. anybody's really mentioning this right now. But the Democrat Party has just announced in the last couple of days that during the Democrat um, primary to come, remember now, he is, he is facing other candidates like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And mm -hmm. uh, there was another person, I can't remember her name, very mm -hmm. little known, little, lesser mm -hmm. known individual. But mm -hmm. the Democrat Party has announced there will be no debates in the democratic yeah. primary none zero the reason of course is that joe biden would be blown away because while the other people would be able to speak in full sentences and make sense he would not be able to do that and that's the reason yeah. that they killed the debate okay now yeah. Yeah. whether or not they can kill the general election debates i don't know i'm not saying that they can't i'm not saying that they can't and the reason <laughs> yeah. the reason i say that is because if you remember, 1960, and this is kind of a history lesson for people, but 1960, mm -hmm. John F. Kennedy and Richard Nixon had a debate, and that was the last presidential debate held until 1976. Yeah. So don't think that they can't cancel that debate. Okay, we're going to start talking about Israel. We're going to start mm -hmm. talking about the Middle East and Iran, mm -hmm. and Russia, and China, and all kinds of good stuff. But before we do mm -hmm. that, i got to give Terry two minutes. And I'm going okay. to give him two minutes to talk a little bit about the Bible, and that is uh, the most important thing here. So, Terry, for the next two minutes, sir, it is all yours. Welcome to The Last Christian Call, Engaging the Sword Today. James 1.19, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Portions of the Gospel of Mark, chapter 13. And as he went out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Master, see what manner of stones and what buildings are here? Jesus answering said unto him, See thou that these great buildings, there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives over against the temple, Peter and James and John and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign when all these things shall be fulfilled? And Jesus answering them began to say, Take heed, lest any man deceives you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. And when you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, be ye not troubled, for such things must needs be, but the end shall not be yet. 
For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be earthquakes in diverse places, and there shall be famines and troubles. These are the beginnings of sorrows. But take heed to yourselves, for they shall deliver you up to councils. In synagogues you shall be beaten. You shall be brought before rulers and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them. And the gospel must first be published among all nations. But when they shall lead you and deliver you up, take no thought beforehand what you shall speak, neither do you premeditate. But whatsoever shall be given you in that hour, that speak ye, for it is not ye that speak, but the Holy Ghost. Now the brethren shall betray brother uh, to death, and the father, the son, the children shall rise up against their parents and shall cause them to be put to death. And okay, you Terry, I got to jump. Men. I got to jump in and cut you off right there, and we'll we will pick it up in the second half of the show today. Remember, uh, if you ever miss a show or you want to see it again or whatever, you can always go to www. I'm sorry, www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net. That is the flagship for this show. It'll tell you all about us and uh, what the what the mission is, which, of course, is to find that last individual to accept Jesus Christ before the rapture of the church that we know is coming. Um, yeah. I want to get yeah. into uh, Israel at this point. And so let's listen to this. This is about Israel's Remembrance Day. So let, listen to this real quick. Israelis paused on Tuesday in recognition of Remembrance Day or Memorial Day to honor those who have died from war and terrorism despite the political turmoil that has engulfed the country in past months. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu addressed the annual acknowledgement that honors the 24,213 who died in service to Israel and the 4,255 terrorism victims in a call for unity. Israel has experienced massive protests over Netanyahu's efforts to reform the judiciary and its military has clashed with Palestinians over possible new West Bank settlements. Harry Michaels reporting. Okay, we're going to get into a lot of that too, the protest stuff that's going on there. But one thing, a little bit of a breaking news item here, not well, it's not really breaking news, not brand new, but anyway, uh, this is uh, about uh, Ron DeSantis, the um, governor of Florida, and uh, he is on a foreign uh, trip right now, and he has hailed Israel as a valued and trusted U.S. ally. Um. He said, the task before us as Americans is standing strongly and forthrightly with Israel and with the Jewish people. So uh, I I take encouragement from that, knowing mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, if Ron DeSantis is 30 points behind Donald Trump right now, in every mm-hmm. poll that I can see, he's 30 points behind mm-hmm. him. And, mm-hmm. you know... Uh, so a lot of people get excited, say, well, okay, that means Donald Trump can win. No, I don't think so. I think that that would be the death blow to the GOP. This is personal opinion, Terry, and I know that me and you probably have very different opinions on this. But I believe that that uh, should the Republican Party nominate Donald Trump, that we would basically be handing the election back to Joe Biden. I really do. I mean, that that's my Again, that's my personal opinion, and you—I've um, expressed my personal opinion, so I'll let you express yours. Go ahead. Sure. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I think that the election uh, could be just as disastrous as twenty twenty, uh, and I think that uh, Trump could win. 
Um, I don't know if he's going to win. I don't know if DeSantis is going to win. I don't know if they're going to rig the election again. And then, don't, oh, no, 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 that will remove right. our video. Okay. That well, will remove right. our video. I cannot have right. that conspiracy theory stuff. No. Um, one of the major reasons that Tucker Carlson lost his job at Fox is because he did that personal opinion thing about uh, voting machines. That could well, we be have proven. a difference of opinion. That 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 we have a difference of opinion there, and I'm going to leave it there. I don't have the money to, to front that, so I'm going to have to stop, step down. But then I don't have any money anywhere anyway. So don't <laughs> okay. worry. If I just, you're thinking I, about I, money please. for me, forget it, because I have none. I have no money, okay? Okay, please understand that I have to protect the show. I cannot risk a personal opinion taking our show down. And that's the reason I put a stop to you. Okay, no other reason. I respect the fact that you have a personal opinion. In many areas, you know that the two of us fully agree on everything. But I must protect the show. That is it. Okay, so let's not let's not talk about that anymore and let's go ahead and move forward, okay? All right. So, anyway, now then, I do want to get into some stuff here about Israel really quick while we have the time. Uh, first of all, there is a thing right now called the Million, uh, the Million March. Okay, now this is pro a protest that's being kicked off in Jerusalem. There are one thousand buses that are bringing citizens to a massive right-wing rally right outside the Knesset, and this is on those judicial reforms, Terry. This is, you know, this is you've heard about all the all the protests about the the side that doesn't want these judicial reforms? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, this is an enormous rally. I'm, I'm reading this. This is from the Israeli National News, Channel 7, okay? Mm -hmm. An enormous rally with hundreds of thousands of demonstrators called the Million March uh, held mm -hmm. in front of the Knesset uh, in support mm -hmm. of the government's planned judicial reforms. Over 1,000 buses bringing citizens from all over the country to participate in the demonstration. Mm -hmm. Justice Minister Yavrev Levin and Knesset uh, Constitution Committee Chairman uh, Minister Shamaka Rothman are expected to ad address the demonstrators. Uh, and here's a quote, and I think this is really, really powerful, actually. It says, we're sick of every decision that the government makes and which is for the benefit of soldiers or settlers or residents of South Tel Aviv, the Supreme Court is the one which decides whether it is reasonable decision or not and on the way invalidates it or the law which benefits these populations. We will not stop the protests and we will only raise them until the million-person protest in which we tell the president to the court and to the opposition no more. After 75 years from the state of Israel's establishment, the people of Israel will be set free and Israel will embark on a new path. It's time. Okay, I, I actually 100% agree with your comment. Uh, yeah, I think it's all fluff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, now that's, you know, those are people that are on our side. 
You know, they're they're yeah. they're going yeah. out there. They're doing everything that they can to uh, well, to it, say. You know, it's not, the other protesters. They have a right to speak. Well, yeah, at yeah. least in Israel. Now, this may not be the case in the United States, but at least in Israel, they're still allowed to speak on both sides and not be shut mm-hmm. down. You know, and so mm-hmm. this is the other side. This is the side that's on Benjamin Netanyahu's side. They're holding a protest and they're holding it in Jerusalem. So I support that 100%. Okay. Now then, some bad news here. Ready? Australian uh, Jewish leader blasts a Hitler birthday party at a family restaurant. Yeah, Hmm. they actually had a they actually had a Hitler uh, birthday party at a bar. Unbelievable stuff there. Okay, uh, let me see. I told you we're kind of going to be all over the place, Terry. So I guess, I guess, yeah, I, I guess we'll take a break from the news for a minute. And go to what mm-hmm. both of us really want to talk about, and that's Matthew twenty-four. Mm-hmm. So, okay. anyway, um, let me put this up on screen uh, for those of you watching it in visual form. Remember, you can always find all these visual presentations at www.lastchristian.net. Uh, Matthew twenty-four verses twenty-three through twenty-eight. Terry, you want to read that? Then, if anyone says to you, "Look, here is the Christ," or there, do not believe it. For the false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand, therefore, if they say to you, look, he is in the desert, do not go out. Or, look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Okay, now I, I think that it's kind of important for us to really get into this and, and address it because I don't I don't want people thinking that then the rapture happens. You know what I'm saying? Th- this yeah. is this is after. This is after the fact. Yeah. So Terry, yes. uh, you're much more educated on this than I, and I would like for you to to step in there. Do you want me to leave this up on screen for you or or are you comfortable with me taking it down? Um, yeah, leave it. I, I'm always comfortable with the word of God in my face. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> go, ahead. go ahead. But, um, yeah, you know, here Jesus is taking pinpoint looks at the kind of things that are actually going to be going on during the tribulation. Uh, there are going to be a lot of false messiahs and, and false prophets. Uh, they're, they're going to be doing miracles. You're going to be seeing uh, not godly miracles, but miracles coming truly uh, from Satan's powers. Uh, and the only purpose is to deceive you, to get you to believe them. Uh, you are, I'm warning you now, as Joel is, uh, do not accept uh, the Antichrist. Do not accept. And you, when, you're going to know it's him when he gets up in Jerusalem and says he's God. Uh, and that's going to happen halfway through. Uh, so don't. And, and, and again, the big draw here, Jesus is emphasizing, is going to be people talking about Jesus himself. Look, he's in the desert or look, he's in the inner rooms, all of that. Okay, he says, Jesus says himself, I'm going to come back as lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west. That's how fast and that's how powerful it's going to be. And you can find details of that in Revelation chapter 19. And by the way, uh, Joel and I and everybody else riding white horses are going to be with him. And it's going to be a joyous occasion. Amen. 100% agree on that one. 
Um, mm-hmm. Now, I want to read you something here. This is from uh, the Israeli National News. It says, while Israel celebrates 75 years of independence, the Jewish majority continues to shrink. The Central Bureau of Statistics new publication reveals that Jews are now only 73.5% of the population, whereas Arabs are 21%. Uh, Compared to last year's data, there was a significant decrease in both of those communities. In 2022, mm-hmm. Jews were 73.9% of the population. The Arabs were 21.1%. The others, non-affiliated, uh, marked an increase and now are 5.5% of the population. On Independence Day last year, there were 478,000 people who were classified as others, whereas this year they count for 534,000, an increase of 56,000 during the past year. So I'm not really sure what the significance of that is, but it's got to have significance. I mean, it just has to, uh, possibly in uh, how the Knesset uh, is formed, membership there, and how Israel might vote that might influence uh, actions around the world. I'm not sure, but... Uh, there's a reason for mm-hmm. it. Believe me, there's got to be a reason for it. God does everything. I mean, you know, there's a reason yeah. for everything God does. So there's a reason that, sure. that that Jewish population is dropping, in my opinion. Terry, go ahead. Is, no, I was just going to ask, is there any way to know what that 5% is comprised of? It does, no, it, it, no I, I wish it had it. I, I really do, but it does Because doesn't. that would give us a key. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it doesn't. I'm, I'm scanning through here real quick. It's it's fairly large article. I'm scanning through it here real quick just to see, <clears throat> excuse me, if there's anything there. But um, let me see. I, I'll read you what this Dr. Sherricky had to say. He said, uh, yeah. added that there's an uh, intensification of the phenomenon of non-Jewish immigration to Israel. The public in Israel mm-hmm. is sensitive to the issue of infiltrators and the issue of illegal residents, but it should be understood that the main cause of non-Jewish immigration to Israel is precisely the constitutional framework created by the law of return, which is why it's so urgent to amend the law. The Independence Day of the State of Israel serves as a reminder of the basis of the existence of the State of Israel and its purpose, the state of the Jewish people, a state that is essentially both Jewish and democratic, the accelerated demographic trends that we have witnessed in recent decades, and especially in recent years, put the vision of the identity of the state of Israel in tangible danger. That's that's the, what is quoted there from the article. But to answer your question, does it tell us who those people are? It does mm-hmm. not. It does not mention yeah. a single country or uh, religion mm-hmm. or anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be interesting. I think that would that would show us some things. But anyway, yeah, I wish uh, again if it was there, I would give it to you. But uh, it's oh no, it's, I know, yeah, that. yeah sure. but it's not stated in the article. Okay, uh, yeah. we're getting down here to the very last part of uh, the first part of the uh, last Christian newscast and radio show. We've got a lot more, and I do mean a lot more, uh, more on Israel and a whole lot more from things around the world. Again, if you would like to listen to it, you ever miss one, go to www.lastchristian.net. And you'll find out a lot about Terry and myself, uh, the the way that uh, or who we're looking for. 
which is, of course, that last individual to accept Christ before the rapture. So uh, we will be back uh, for the second half right after a very short break. Y'all hang in there with us for the second half of the last Christian newscast and radio show. Attention podcasters, influencers, media personalities, content creators, and aspiring or existing radio personalities. KRRB Revelation Radio now offers the opportunity to broadcast or syndicate both new or existing shows to all 50 states and more than 160 countries around the world. And if you currently operate a radio station, we offer you the opportunity to add several popular shows in virtually every genre for broadcast on your station. Choose programming from 30 minutes to two hours with each internationally syndicated show adding quality content sure to grow your listening audience. We even have excellent optional services to help you promote your show or station. These services are not only designed for audio use on the radio, but also include tools for use on social media, even YouTube. For more information, visit www.revelationradio.net or email the Ustreamit LLC broadcast network at office at ustreamit.net today. And welcome back to the second half of the last Christian newscast and radio show. My name is J.D. Williams here in East Texas, and joining me there from the Dallas area, my co-host, Mr. T.L. Farley. Uh, Terry, I, I guess, I, you know, I, it kind of went over my head when you were doing it there, but uh, when you did Two Minutes with Terry and you had the, um, you were reading from the book, of Mark, and I was thinking to myself, you know, we're almost verbatim with Matthew 24. And mm-hmm. I know that just last night you had an interaction with someone in your church. Mm-hmm. And I found that interesting in our pre-show conversation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I want to give you a couple of minutes here just to uh, to talk about that. So, uh, Terry, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to turn it over to you. And again, you know, we got to make it short because we got a lot to cover, but mm-hmm. I, I do, I do want to give you a chance at it. So here you go. Yeah. Uh, last night, a guy, uh, approached me long story short, uh, and, uh, was remarking on the title of my book, blast off with Piamore, Uh, and, and, and he had taken a look at the book and realized that I'm quoting from the uh, Latin Vulgate, from the fourth century Jerome's Latin Vulgate, and uh, he was he was uh, absolutely astounded. And he's a man in a very uh, responsible, powerful public position. Uh, and he realized because uh, we're in a Baptist church, and of course the Latin Vulgate is is uh, the groundwork for uh, the Roman Catholic institution. And so he was like, "Holy mackerel, you're quoting from the from from the uh, uh, from the Latin Vulgate." And uh, so we talked about it. But afterwards, I was pleased. Uh, and it was a very public conversation. Again, long story short, he was a great distance away from me, but he was yelling to me because of the circumstances, and I was yelling back. We were being friendly. We weren't arguing with each other. But anyway, and he was like, wow, you're doing the Latin Vulgate. And I was like, yeah. And I told him I was fishing deep because the reality of the Word of God stands alone. And so you can trust the Word of God, and when you get into your study, you can find a lot of different versions that have elements and pieces of the truth, and you can sift them down, and you can go back and forth, And because the Word of God is sure and powerful and quick, and it's excellent. And so 
uh, it was an encouragement to me to know that the word is getting out, that people are realizing we don't have to be afraid of uh, different versions. And well, yeah, but they're all different. And they're all listen. There's a there's a solid reality to the fact that the word rapture was coined exactly. Uh, in the fourth century uh, from the word repeamor to our word rapture. So it's a good, solid word. Amen. Amen. Okay. I'm, uh, like I said, I felt like that that was an important point to get out. And it, it just kind of went over my head there in, in, in the first half of the show. I'm glad I thought about it uh, uh, yeah. right now. Um, but anyway, I want to get back into, um, into what we were speaking about, uh, which, of course, is Matthew 24, 23 to through 28 and uh, terry i think you've covered it pretty well here um mm-hmm. you know ev- everything's going to happen fast but but the the thing that i really wanted to emphasize in this particular uh part today is the fact that this is not talking about the rapture of the church but mm-hmm. in fact uh mm-hmm. is is tribulation bound and you know yeah. it's something that we really don't um uh, well, me and you ain't going to have to worry about it, along with every no, other not. Christian uh-huh. living and dead. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ yet, we do we we do hope that you will. All right, a uh, little bit more news. Everything today, though, is, is playing into um, a map that I'm going to put up here. Okay? I want you all to take a look. And, you know, if you don't get our show in visual form, this, Ooh, is, one, this is one that you might want to take um, – Take the time to go to www.lastchristian.net and look at this map because you're going to see all these regions. I'm just I'm just picking some, some countries out here at you know random: Sudan, Egypt, Turkey, Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Syria, Iran. Uh, let's see, you you Uzbekistan or yeah, Uzbekistan, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Afghanistan, Pakistan, mm-hmm. Russia. Mm-hmm. Turkey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, all mm-hmm. of these countries are involved in something that we call the Gog and Magog War. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, what's important here is to remember that all these countries come together to attack Israel. And again, um, let me throw that back up there one more time for you guys, to, because mm-hmm. it's important. It's important that you look, um, look a little bit to your left. Come down from Turkey. All right, come down from Turkey, mm-hmm. and you see Lebanon. You see that little bitty thing there? That's called Israel. <laughs> okay, now all those countries that you see around there, they mm-hmm. don't like Israel. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you're going to have to understand that when you look up there toward the top, almost the center at the top, you can see Russia. Russia gets mm-hmm. all those little countries, Turkey, Syria, mm-hmm. Iran, Iraq, Egypt, well, maybe not mm-hmm. Egypt, Sudan, mm-hmm. Ethiopia, Pakistan. Um, they form this coalition that attacks Israel. That's why they're important. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is mm-hmm. why that these countries are important. So now listen to this. This is Eric Stackelback with the Watchman Newscast. And again, as a member of the U.S. Press Association, I can play this. Eric knows I play it. So anyway, here we go. Mm-hmm. Ellie Cohen is Israel's foreign minister. He's Israel's top diplomat, very close, of course, to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. And what Israel is saying is this to Russia. 
okay, you have chosen to become a sworn ally of the Iranian regime, with Iran supplying Russia with thousands of attack drones that it uses in Ukraine, and Russia reportedly supplying Iran with fighter jets and who knows what else, perhaps even nuclear know-how. And Israel clearly, and for good reason, doesn't like to see that. Israel has had not warm relations with Russia over the past 30 years plus, but they've had a relationship with Russia. Up to 1 million Russian immigrants live in Israel right now. So not a warm relationship, but a relationship. Diplomatic relations. Benjamin Netanyahu making many visits over the years to Moscow to meet with Vladimir Putin. And now Russia is essentially turning around and hopping into bed with Israel's greatest enemy, the Iranian regime. Needless to say, and with good reason, Israel's not very happy about that. And Israel says, okay, two can play that game. You want to uh, become a close ally of Iran? Well, maybe we'll get a little bit closer to your greatest enemy, Russia, Ukraine. So I think what you're seeing here is the geopolitical game, folks. Remember, folks, we talk about this often here on the newscast. Thousands of Russian troops remain in Syria at Israel's doorstep. Russia effectively controls the airspace over Syria. What does that mean for Israel? Well, Israel has conducted hundreds of airstrikes, if not more at this point, against Iran, Hezbollah, and various terror forces in Syria, pushing them back from the Israel-Syria border and cracking down on weapons shipments that Iran is sending through Syria into the hands of Hezbollah in southern Lebanon. Needless to say, Israel's freedom of movement in Syria is a must in the view of Jerusalem. It is paramount that Israel be able to operate freely in Syria. But what if Russia says, you know, Israel, no more, no fly zone. Iran is our ally, the Assad regime in Syria is our ally, and yes, Hezbollah is Russia's ally as well. And perhaps Iran is saying, hey, Russia, we're giving you hundreds, thousands of drones, we're supporting you in the diplomatic arena. Quid pro quo here, we're not doing this out of the goodness of our hearts. What do we get in return? And perhaps Russia says, okay, we'll give you a hand in Syria, because you know, that the Iranian regime has been lobbying Vladimir Putin very hard over the past few years to crack down on Israeli activity in Syria. Okay, so, uh, you know, I, 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 it, it's hard for me to even, even talk about this stuff because mm -hmm. Russia is obviously beginning to think about moving toward Israel. Okay, now people will probably disagree with me and say, oh, well, how in the world do you come up with that? Okay, well, here's how I come up with that. And it, it comes from another of, of Eric's reports, and it's important that you hear it. So here we go. Russia, in particular, Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov, chose today to push forward with an anti-Israel meeting at the UN Security Council. And many times these meetings at the UN, including at the UN Security Council, devolve into anti-Israel hate fests. Sadly, this latest meeting probably will be no different. Knowing that, and knowing that it's Israel's Memorial Day, you would think that Sergei Lavrov would push the meeting to another day, but that wasn't the case, folks. He insisted on holding this meeting and essentially Russia chairing this meeting at the UN today 
knowing full well what an important day this is on the Israeli calendar and knowing that Israel's ambassador to the UN, Gilad Erdan, would be a bit preoccupied, I would suppose, uh, with Memorial Day. Now he's got to go and he's got to represent Israel on the solemn day for Israel, represent Israel at the UN in the face of this anti-Israel bias at the Security Council. Here's Gilad Erdan's statement to Russia. He reached out and said, look, can you change the date for us? And here's what he said, and I quote, this day holds deep significance to the state of Israel. He wrote this to the Russian mission in New York, whose ambassador holds the rotating Security Council presidency this month, as I mentioned. Erdan went on to say, this is a holy and special day for all Israelis, and scheduling an open debate at the UN on Remembrance Day does not meet the basic requirements for such a debate and is, quote, exceedingly inappropriate. And he's right. And he says this shows indifference and dishonors this hollow day. And Erdogan went on to say this directly impacts my ability to represent Israel accordingly. So, folks, a, a tense time. Okay. So, again, you know, they could have picked any day to have some kind of uh, uh, Israeli hate fest at the UN, but they did it on UN's on Israel's Remembrance Day. Sure. Uh, in conjunction with Israel's Independence Day, and that's that's a, a solid slap in the face. Uh, yeah. Now, another thing that I want to get into is Sudan. We haven't really talked a lot about Sudan, but I got a lot to talk about it today. Mm -hmm. And Sudan is one of those countries that is going to be a part of um, of that. Gog and Magog war. Uh, just to put a, a, a picture up here again for you guys that are seeing this in visual form. Um, mm -hmm. And you can see there uh, where uh, Sudan is located, um, right there in, in Upper Africa, Northern Africa, whatever. Mm -hmm. You see the Central African Republic down there, mm -hmm. then the South Sudan, the um, mm -hmm. Uganda, Kenya. Uh, but if you look over there uh, to the far right at the top, you see Saudi Arabia go directly uh, to the... Uh, west of that, over the Red Sea, you see Egypt. So you see that it's, it's closing in on Israel. Mm -hmm. There's uh, Libya over there, far left. Chad right below that. Mm -hmm. So you know it's a it's a hotbed. Now we're gonna. I'm, yeah. I got some. I got some clips for you. But before we do that, Terry, you got two more minutes. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, finish up uh, and talking in Mark. And I want you guys to listen just how close this is to Matthew 24 that we've been talking about. So uh, anyway. Terry, here you go. Uh, I'll give you your time right now. Now the brothers shall betray the brother to death, and the father, the son, the children shall rise up against their parents and shall cause them to be put to death. You shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. But when you shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing where it ought not, let him that read understand, then let them that be in Judea flee to the mountains, and let him that is on the housetop not go down into the house, neither enter therein to take anything out of his house, and let him that is in the field not turn back again for to take up his garment. But woe to them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. And pray ye that your flight be not in winter, 
Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When her branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, you know the summer is near. So you, in like manner, when you shall see these things come to pass, know that it is nigh, even at the doors. Verily I say unto you that this generation shall not pass till all these things be done. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take ye heed, watch, and pray, for ye know not when the time is. For the Son of Man is a man taking a far journey, who left his house and gave authority to his servants, and to every man his work, commanded the porter to watch. Watch you, therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house comes, even at, at even, at midnight, at the cock crowing, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. For all seeking in-depth scriptural study, Google or Bing, D.T.L. Farley books, Maranatha, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Okay, thanks for warning me about that. Some way or another, it got disconnected there for a second. So I appreciate okay. that. Um, anyway, okay. in listening in listening to that, is that sort of a mixture between the rapture of the church and what goes on? I mean, part of that when when, when you started, yes, yes when absolutely. you started it, absolutely. it sounded as though um, we were talking about uh, the moment that the Jewish nation realizes that the Antichrist. Mm -hmm is not who he says he is and in mm -hmm. fact is the antichrist and that's mm -hmm. what all of the talk about you know don't do anything mm -hmm. else run for the hills literally yeah. run yeah. for the hills mm -hmm. okay and yeah. then it comes back in and he's beginning to talk about the rapture again correct mm -hmm. yeah exactly and the reason is because when you study it you understand that what he's doing is he's talking about all of the things that are going to happen and they're going to be terrible okay but in the midst of that, he's going to show you that there's hope. And that's why he says, now watch, and here's the key phrase. He says in both Matthew and in Mark, he says, things are going to begin to look really good and beautiful in this world. And he says, that's when the rapture is going to happen. So we've actually got some good days ahead of us that are going to happen. And in fact, what it's going to do is cause a lot of people to say, the rapture's not going to happen. You know, look at how everything is good. We've got things going good, everything. That's the springtime that he's talking about in Matthew. And that's the thing he's talking about in Mark when he talks about things getting good and all of that. And he says that's when it's going to happen. First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, verses uh, 2 to 4, I think it is. That's where he talks about it. He says there's going to be a beautiful day and then sudden destruction. It's going to happen. That's what's going to be. And then he says, but you, you know, uh, you, you who believe in Jesus know that you're not going to be caught as a thief. They're right. going to be caught as have a thief breaking in. But he said, you're not because you know it's coming. You're watching for it. We're watching for it right now. He can interrupt us anytime he wants. We're ready. Right. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Um, now I told you I wanted to get into Sudan, and I do. Yeah. Now, this is this is the Sudan civil war. It's been raging now for a bit, and I want you guys to listen to this. And then I've got a couple of printed reports here, if we have time. We'll, we'll listen. Yeah. 
Okay, here we go. The exodus from Sudan continues as locals and foreigners attempt to flee during a temporary ceasefire. Millions of people have been displaced by the fighting between the army and a rival paramilitary group. Thousands have left by road, air and sea in the last few days. The UN is warning of a growing humanitarian crisis as those who remain face food shortages and limited access to clean water. Over 200 UK nationals were evacuated from Sudan on rescue flights, according to the Foreign Office. The UK's response for nationals in Sudan that aren't diplomats has been criticised as slower than some other countries. But Defence Secretary Ben Wallace has rejected that. Yeah, we went in exactly the same time as the French, but we went into the city, picked up people and then took them to the airfield, whereas the French went to the airfield and then went into the city. So, so this sort of sense that we were all behind everyone, not the case, except, yes, you're right, at the beginning we took out, like the Americans, the diplomats and their families. That was the decision. Okay. Now, that is just kind of a, telling you what's going on as far as this exodus goes. Because, you know, everybody's trying to get out. Just imagine if you had a war raging in your city or in your county, you know, you're going to try to get out, right? So uh, that that's just the first part of it. Now, um, the United States is seemingly having problems. And th- this is, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I've got a written report on it that I really want to get to, but listen to this part. One American and five United Nations staffers were among the hundreds that have been killed amid the ongoing conflict in Sudan, according to officials. Fighting in Sudan between forces loyal to two rival generals has triggered a mass exodus of foreigners, while locals struggle to escape. Both the U.S. and Canadian governments also announced temporary suspensions of operations at their embassies in Khartoum. Harry Michaels reporting. All right, now I'm going to continue this, and then I've got, like I said, I've got one printed report I want you guys to to hear because it's really important, and I think it shows how weak the United States of government has has become. Let's listen to this one. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, a portrait of the worsening crisis in Sudan and what it means for civilians caught in the crossfire between the country's army and a paramilitary group vying for control. The UN Secretary-General said on Monday that the crisis could spark a catastrophic conflagration in the region. It has already led to more than 400 civilian deaths and tremendous fear for those left in the capital Khartoum. But what's the way out? The Daily Telegraph's senior foreign Foreign correspondent is Roland Oliphant. The window for getting out is is closing fast. That Khartoum is a city that's running out of food, running out of water, running out of petrol. So the longer you stay, the more difficult it's going to be to get out. Uh, people are getting into Port Sudan, uh, but it's about you know kind of 12, 24 hour journey on bad roads. And that's a city in the northeast of the country that I think is probably going to end up as a staging post for evacuations. And, and I was speaking to people in Khartoum over the past few days. You know, Sudanese people in Khartoum are saying that the logical thing is Port Sudan, right? They've got an international airport. It's safe there. There's no fighting. That's what the international community should be looking at. I'm already seeing, you know, things from, from Sudanese people I know who are saying that I finally made it to Port Sudan. People are obviously hoping that, you know, Western powers are going to start using that city. And indeed, on Monday, a team from Britain's Royal Air Force landed at that airport and began a reconnaissance mission to see whether it can be stood up as a site for those seeking haven from Sudan's civil strife. Okay, now um, you heard him talking about it's getting harder and harder. Well, the 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 report that I have, this is a per uh, Fox News, said that the U.S. 
claims that Sudan is now too dangerous to evacuate Americans while the rest of the world safely removes their citizens. Okay? So you have the U.S. has extracted its diplomatic staff from Sudan as security conditions in the country worsened late last week. But the evacuation has left thousands of American citizens behind. Now, here's here's what you need to pay attention to. It says, while the U.S. says it's too dangerous to get its citizens out, other countries are proceeding with evacuations of their nationals, including France, Germany, Italy, the United Kingdom, Spain, Holland, Turkey, Japan, South Korea, Jordan, South Africa, Egypt, and Saudi Arabia. The U.S. assistance for Americans remaining in Sudan is largely limited to phone and virtual help. Germany uh, has uh, evacuated 700 people out of Sudan, including 200 Germans and hundreds more from more than 20 other countries. France has evacuated more than 500 people from 41 different countries. The United Kingdom is using its military to evacuate citizens from an airport outside Khartoum. Saudi Arabia evacuated about uh, 2,150 people by ship from Sudan, including 114 Saudi citizens and more than 2,000 evacuees from 62 other countries, according to the state-run news service. Egypt has evacuated more than 1,500 of its citizens from Sudan. Additionally, the government said it would not conduct diplomatic mission to evacuate embassy staff from Sudan until it ensures the evacuation of all citizens who want to leave. Meanwhile, the State Department has, for years, advised U.S. citizens not to travel to Sudan. Who would want to? So, um, in other words, we're saying, please, you know, if you're a United States citizen, don't go to Sudan because, you know, we can't get you out anyway. But all these other countries, all these other countries, they're, they're having no problem getting their, their people out. That shows me a weakness of the United States government. That's my opinion. Terry? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of goes without saying, don't it? Yeah. 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 You know, it sounds like a replay of Afghanistan. I mean, that's what I was thinking. You know, that is exactly it, what yeah, I was and, thinking. And yeah. I want people to understand I laugh for point to cry. Right. You know, if mm-hmm. you can't laugh, you're going to weep because yeah. this is this is so horrible. It's yeah. so horrible. Okay, uh, let's get in a little bit more here, uh, more indication of bad things to come. We've been talking about China, how China is becoming the superpower of the world. And, you know, the United States is slowly withdrawing from the world stage, in my opinion. So uh, this mm-hmm. is from the uh, Tassam News Agency um, in Tehran. Iran and Saudi Arabia are on the road to join the BRICS, Okay. Uh, now, that is the Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa group, okay, of power, right? It says, as many as 19 countries have expressed interest in joining BRICS, the group of nations, as they are preparing to hold an annual meeting in South Africa. The BRICS, representing around one-fifth of the world economy, has emerged as a powerful new alternative to the West, an alternative to the United States of America. At present, the five members of BRICS contribute 16% to world trade and around 24% to the global gross domestic product. So China is really stepping up their game. Okay, They are really, really stepping up their game. In the meantime, Iran has seized a oil tanker 
they the oil tanker uh, issued a distress call uh, to the U.S. Navy's Fifth Fleet, and uh, they're just asking Iran to please give it back. That's it. Nothing else. Terry? Yeah, well, I hope Joe's got plenty of vanilla ice cream. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, gee whiz, the poor guy, the poor guy can't get enough ice cream. And, uh, you know, yeah. uh, and I hope his, I hope yeah. his stand-in is, is doing okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll worry about all that later. Anyway. Well, that, yeah, the, all, all that sub stuff. Uh, uh, in uh, Pakistan, we got the first yeah. case of MPOX. Mpox is actually uh, the uh, it's called monkeypox, but because oh, of the fact no. that that um, they felt like that that was uh, offensive, they changed the name to, of it from monkeypox to offensive M-pox. to the monkeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> offensive to somebody. I don't know. I don't know exactly why. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, we got a lot more, but we are out of time. So uh, we'll we'll pick this we'll pick this up again if. The good Lord gives us another day to do that. Yeah, uh, again, amen. if you have an opportunity, go to www.lastchristian.net and you'll find out a lot more about the show. We are looking for that last individual to accept Christ before the rapture of the church. We know it's coming. Everything has yeah. been done that needs to be done. It can happen at any time. If you haven't accepted Christ by the time of the rapture, then you got to go through at least part of the tribulation and you can't avoid it. So until next time. We do appreciate you joining us today for the last Christian newscast and radio show. We hope to see you next time. So to each and every one of you, God bless. Thanks again for joining us today for the last Christian radio show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday right here and at www.lastchristian.net until the trumpet sounds.